We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bye-bye. Oh, you tripping. I'm out of here anyway. Peace out. Top of the hour is being brought to you by Northwestern Basketball, Chicago's Big Ten team. Coach Collins and the Cats host Minnesota for senior night on Sunday, March 6th at 6.30 p.m. Buy tickets now at nusports.com. Transition is being brought to you by Amy Kite of Keller Williams Realty Infinity. On Monday's show, I'm sure we will be talking about the arbitrary a drop dead date that major league baseball placed on the negotiations. And I expect that we will be at that drop dead date for them to lose games off of their schedule. I forgot to mention today. Congratulations to DePaul big win over Georgetown last night, 68 65 blue demons are a game under 500 for the season, which is great. And they will not finish last in the big East. That will be Patrick Ewing's team because they have not won a game in big East play. They are 0 and 16. And with that, I bring you Parkins and Spiegel. Hello, boys. It's just sad to see Georgetown struggle, isn't it, Lawrence? Uh, I mean, wherever DePaul can get wins is yeah. pretty much how I feel about it. Yeah. And they've I've been pretty entertaining this year. So good. It's, it's you know, it's like, yeah, it's nice. It's not, it, I'm not just turning off games. Like that's, that's, that's progress. That's how good. Like Javon Freeman Liberty has been so good. They had the first triple double in. DePaul history this year, so that's a step in the right direction, I guess, which is weird because I would have thought that Mike would have had one. Like, just, you know, like, when you start thinking about the people that could have had one. Cummings never had one? I mean, Tyrone Corbin never had one? You know, like, there's a lot of great players in the history of of DePaul Buckets. Dallas Comagies never had one? Nope. Come on. No, I'm telling you. Tommy Kleinschmidt never had one? Well, TK was shooting, so I don't know if he was going to be. <laughs> he wasn't going to be passing? Shout out to TK. He's He has really done a great job. He's a he's one of the best high school coaches in the state now. Oh, is he? Oh, that's yeah. cool. Well, I feel like uh, the joke now is that Jess Settles was at Iowa for, what, seven years, <laughs> nine years? When I was a kid, I was convinced that Dallas Comedies had been at DePaul for a decade. Well, it. It's also fun to play that game whenever you hear Jason Benetti and Robbie Hummel together because you do that with Robbie Hummel because I think he was at Purdue for six years. Right, exactly. You know, it's just every once in a while you get some people like but, that. But now it's because the, the all of the students that have been playing inside of COVID have gotten an extra year. Like I looked up, so speaking of DePaul, I looked up last night after the crazy line game and after the Bulls game. I'm watching Tiger Campbell still point guard UCLA. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wasn't that 10 years ago when he said he was going to DePaul and then he decided he wasn't going oh, to DePaul? Wow. Yeah, that was at the, and well, see, now it's a recruit. That was a recruiting story. So you had that. You had the added year of relevance in, in your mind. It's anyway. just crazy. Like seeing some of these guys like, wow, they've been at their places for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. 
And that's good. I, I think the more opportunity there is for anyone to get free education, we've got literally at, on our downtown campus. So Radio DePaul, I usually teach my class out of the radio station there. Uh, it's coming up this quarter, so I'm looking forward to it. But right across the hall is the eSports lab. Wow. It's amazing. It like, can't, I'm like, what? It can't possibly be honoring the games that Ruben plays. He plays the stupidest video games of all time. It's like. You sound so old when you do this, I man. know, I know. Like, but what, he, What's stupid about his video games? Well, he's on Roblox playing like, hey, I'm playing a shopping simulator. And so he's shopping. And then he'll be doing another one. It's like, oh, I'm playing weightlifter simulator. And it's like, <laughs> all right, you're weightlifting. And so he just. Do you ever he, play Paperboy? Uh, yeah. Oh, I loved Paperboy. I loved Paperboy. I loved Paperboy too. But I know. think about how dumb that concept sounds. I know. But you know, these Roblox games, it's like they're designed by another kid who's like six months older, you know? <laughs> and like that's the game yeah. that they're playing. And everyone is just another variety. And he's like, I'm just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Like, how are you doing that? I keep hitting the mouse over and over and over again. I'm like, what am I doing allowing you to do this, sir? Yeah, so. and then when he ends up at a scholarship for DePaul in, yeah. in seven years, then 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 who's going to look like the idiot? Um, prop, hopefully not him is my goal. No, you. Oh, me. It, definitely not got him. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe, maybe so. I'll I just put it into the ether right now. Okay, esports athlete Ruben Spiegel, <laughs> DePaul class of what class would he be? What is he nine? Oh man, he's ten. Yeah, he's in fourth grade. So add eight more years. That's just for high and school, then, and then four more after so that. Twelve I class of 20, 20, 20, 34. Yeah, take Damn. that, Matt Damn. Spiegel, man. The price of a year of tuition at that point will be $100,000. million. <laughs> it's just it's outrageous. All right, or, it's all right. Or I made it'll my, be free. I made my first investment last night in his college education. Yeah. Put $100 on DeMar DeRozan for MVP at plus 1000 I like it. You've got a 529, too. Ruben's going to be okay for everybody out there who's panicking. No, I I, I, I took that out of the 529. Oh, okay. All on DeMar, yeah. which is yeah, a good yeah. bet right now. Yeah. It's a DeMar 29 I is went, what it is now. I went with DeMar over 28 and a half last night. Oh, I, I heard you give that away. And make sure people sign up on FanDuel with the promo code <laughs> MATT. M-A-T-F-N-T. You no, guys. M-A-T-F-N-T. Code wars. M-A-T-T. Excuse me. There's no. Thank you. In there. Yeah. It's just so funny to see like, Lawrence <laughs> tweeting out his winner after the game goes I final. I only, I only tweet I the winners. Yeah, you only tweet the winners. <laughs> Classic move. Speaks is, you know, picking yeah. his I, plug I out. did go big, though. It was 10 units last night on DeMar. Good for you. Uh, unit 10, 20, 30, 40. 20. 20. I, All right, that's I, big. I don't have any money. No, that's big. That's a big bet. Uh, on a on a player prop for one game, but I mean, they got to keep inflating it, man. He's coming for Jordan's record. Well, that's what what made me look at it because the last game that I bet the Demar over and cashed on was thirty one and a half, and I'm like, wait a minute, he's averaging twenty eight a game. So you're telling me twenty eight and a half? Man, he going over. Yeah, I thought probably just that Zach was back and that a little maybe a little yeah. rust post All Star game and he wouldn't have to shoulder the load as much, right? With Zach yep. being back. Yep. 
Yeah, well, well, yeah, that's the thing. So, out that way. well, what are we to glean from this with Zach back with um, Kobe White hot with Vooch taking a whole bunch of shots, whether he's making them or not? Boy, he was awkward. That Demar still got up all his shots and all his buckets. Why not? If you're the Bulls, and it's not like Zach has an ego about it or an issue with it, Zach just wants to win, and he's ready to fill in the blanks. I think Demar might keep scoring like this. I agree. Until, yeah, I mean, there's, until there was, everyone finds their way back into this thing, I think that he's he's good enough at scoring to understand there are going to be moments in the game that where he has to get his or the team is going to lose, which is amazing because he he's also – it's so weird to say this. He's also really unselfish. Like he, he did it last night where they're doubling and trying to trap him. He's passing out of it. He didn't get the assist, but he got, gets the hockey assist on baskets that are scored, it's hard to to really describe his game because if you were just looking at, well, this, this guy scores a lot, you would think that he's a selfish player and he's the farthest thing from it. Yeah, I think, I mean, his passing's been great, and, you know, he's talked about developing that part of his game more with Popovich in, in San Antonio when he was playing different things. I found myself thinking about uh, – when Derrick Rose would be guarded by LeBron at the end of games. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, what he did all regular season changed because it was like, all right, you want to go down with the guy with the ball in your best player's hand, but then in the postseason, you're getting maximum defensive effort from the best players and the best athletes in the world, and they will just make your secondary option beat you. So for DeMar, there's going to – because, I mean, he hits it over. He hits it with a hand in his face. You're right. He, he hits it with double teams. You're right. But in a postseason series, it's possible that, like, the guy guarding him is going to be Giannis or Evan in, in, Mobley. In, in some of those moments, for sure. You know, like well, at, at the end of games. Yeah. when, he, when he, he's, the, he's the leading fourth-quarter scorer in the NBA. But I think what this team has – like so, like, what you're talking about, Lawrence, like – there's going to be times when DeMar is going to be down one fourth quarter, ball in his hands, but it's a seven-footer guarding him, and Zach is probably going to have to be the dude who hits the shot, or Vooch is going to be the guy who has to hit the shot because he'll pass. It was interesting last night, Danny. There was a moment where DeMar is being doubled, and the double team goes to the corner. Like, he faked a pass to the corner, and both guys went to the corner, and mm-hmm. then it opened up another passing lane for him, and, and he was able to – the Bulls ended up getting the bucket. He's I, – I, I marvel at this, man. Like, he's just so damn fun to watch. The angles with which he finds these opportunities to score – it's top-notch basketball viewing. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, there was a lot of talk last night, and I understand the initial reaction of, man, Kevin Herter was late. He's late getting over for the double team. Is Kevin Herter's late to get over there for the double team? But the truthful realization comes a little bit later when you realize DeMar sees that that's where the double's coming from. So he doesn't give them time to do it. He immediately goes left and spins away in addition and rises up. So he knows that even before the double team can even be utilized, before it can even be called out, 
he's up in the air. And the double deems the double deems coming late because that dude, as he has said before, like Floyd Mayweather, he's adding data all game long. He's adding data until there he is, you know, strengthening the algorithm there at the end until it executes perfectly. It's a marvel. Nice debut from Tristan Thompson last night too. Yeah, I mean, all around, man. Like Io on Trey Young oh, def- defensively is is great. Tristan Thompson is going to be a a fan favorite and obviously helps the second unit a lot and still has a lot left. I found myself last night, and not that this is necessarily entirely a new feeling, but please get healthy, like please. <laughs> Get healthy. I just I just want to see it. That's the like, thing, right? Like you I, just want to see what the depth chart could look like, what the rotation could be. I, I don't know if they can win. I, I know that they most likely can't win if they're not healthy. And, you know, Philly has had injury issues and personnel issues and Brooklyn, obviously. And, you know, Milwaukee's pretty damn healthy outside Brooke Lopez. But, like, if the Bulls, who have had terrible injury luck – get good injury luck at the right time. I just want to see it so that if they do lose in the second round or in the Eastern Conference Finals or whatever it is, we will have some clarity on, well, that team got healthy and they lost to Giannis or they lost to Embiid or they lost to KD or whatever it is, but we at least won't have the yeah, but would it have been different if they would have had Lonzo? Right. It's a clear picture of of kind of where they need to go from here. Yeah, because it, it, it is so healthy. enjoyable. And you don't get to – you can just be like, all right, now we know kind of what they need to do next and how they need to approach this. I'm with you on that. I really would like to see – I also would like to see what the end game five is. Like what? What Billy Donovan is going to be tested because you've got a lot of different combinations that you could throw out there depending on situation. There are going to be nights when you want Vooch's offense on the floor in game, but not his defense. There are going to be nights when you might in, in with five minutes left in the game, even though Zach is one of your premier players, you might want to run out there with Lonzo Caruso and Demar mm-hmm. as as your 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 wing guys. So it's going to be very interesting. It's great that he might have that problem of I've got way too much talent that that I, I got to figure out how to get Io his minutes because he's smart. How to get Kobe White his minutes because I might need some offense like that. How to switch it all out and what rotations he's going to use. It's going to be fascinating. I can't see them doing many closing lineups in close games without without Zach, but. They, they they could go really small. Right? We saw it a little bit at the beginning of the year when everyone was healthy. Like It could be Caruso, Ball, Zach, DeMar, and Vooch. And then you've got, obviously, some offense-defense problems there. But if Patrick Williams is healthy, can he be a small athletic five, depending on a matchup? The problem is the East is big and tough. Like, they're... Miami's big, Philly's big, Cleveland's obviously very big. Toronto is long. Um, like everybody had has some stuff like that. I mean, the Bulls are the outlier of the contenders in the Eastern Conference. But see, that's why. Like, I don't see Patrick Williams as a, a five defender, and you could see it last night. There's a difference. Like, even though he and Tristan Thompson are about the same height, 
there's a difference in the way that they're built and gameplay. Thompson understands that I don't need the ball. I will make my points off of putbacks. And he relishes the idea of I'm going to be a physical rebounder for this team. With with Williams, I think that he's better suited and he projects better as do you have a tough matchup on the wing? Is there someone yep. that you want to throw his length at and his his foot speed and and being able to move laterally uh, on the wing? I think that's where he could be more beneficial to them as a defender, which could end up being great if, if you pair him for spurts with with Lonzo and Caruso out there. Like that could be a really fun defensive force for well you. and don't you think that that billy donovan is gonna find himself not addicted but certainly uh feeling affection for tristan thompson's energy for his relentlessness around the basket for his his offensive rebounding for the fact that his voice is telling people to get physical and he's, his presence is making people be more physical. Like yes. they, They've got a lot of work to do to adjust to life with Tristan when he's on the floor. But if they adjust to that in a really good way and start getting some easy buckets because of him, then, look, I, I, I could see that dude in some closing lineups, frankly. And I, and I know that would be a blow to Vooch's confidence, but every once in a while – I could see that dude being a fit. Not against some of the longer and bigger teams that you're talking about, Danny, in terms of Tristan and no Vooch, but against certain matchups, man, I, I could see Tristan being out there. And there's yeah, going to be I nights where Vooch is popping trays, too. You know, when, on, on those nights where Vooch has got it going from the outside. And he played a pretty good game last night. It was 10-10, and 10, right? 12-10 and 10 for, for him last night. He was really rushing the offense and the shots. His discomfort kind of came back offensively for me. It's first game back. We'll see. But he was he was moving fast and, and, and missing a bunch of shots that he shouldn't miss, which was what it felt like from the beginning of the year. How, how about that stat that Amin had? That with Alex Caruso on the floor, the Bulls have the best defensive rating in the NBA. And when wow. he's not on the floor, they're 29th. How about that? That's That was bananas to think about. Just the the effect of that one dude in terms of the contagion of what he does. And, of course, the physicality of what he actually does. They're awesome, man. Like They have the, they have the ability to – I still think they can win the East – I, I I really do. We're the three pack that believes that. That's right. I That's know. Us. I couldn't because we get like, longer if you look odds at these now? teams. That's a good question. What'd you say? Couldn't we get longer odds now? Should we cash out uh, and reinvest? I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Actually, <laughs> I think for for I think for a minute it had like gone to gone to nineteen, and I, I want to say they're fifteen to one right now. But let me see. I can pull. And it we, up got right we got them at sixteen. We got them at sixteen. 16. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're fifteen to one right now. Okay. All right. So we can't get more. But see, like this is so ridiculous. Like. Milwaukee's the favorite, Brooklyn right behind, Philly right behind, Miami right behind. Mm-hmm. Why the hell are the Celtics seven and a half to one to win the East and the Bulls are 15 to one to win the East? People are starting to believe in the Celtics. They're on a little bit of a run right now. Tatum's playing out of his mind. Yeah, Tatum's amazing and they, and they are and they're on a streak. I, I understand, but the Celtics are seven and a half to one to win the East, and the Bulls are fifteen to one to win the East. That does not make any sense. That is not a better roster. 
or or a a a better coached team right now of the Celtics than than this Bulls match. Hey, while Lawrence is here, I need to do this. Um, every once in a while, I have to reset the rankings. You know, I like I reset the Mike White rankings a sure. while back. The Mark Davis rankings oh. need to be reset immediately. Number one is the Cy Young Award winner from 1989 <laughs> with 44 saves as a Padre. Number two is the Raiders owner. He's worth more, Danny. You know that, but the haircut sets it, it him knocks back, him down knocks him sure. down. So he's number two. Number three on the Mark Davis rankings is. Um, Mark Davis, the animator from Disney, one of Disney's nine old men animators. He designed Snow White. Good call. And most famously, the sole animator to create and craft Cruella de Vil in 101 Dalmatians. So very strong. Number four on the Mark Davis rankings, a talk show host who I'd never heard of at 660 AM, The Answer, down in Texas. The and answer. number five. Num- yeah, right. I, number five. Is the NBA ref Mark Davis with all his dumbass late whistles last night and teeing up DeMar, teeing up Kobe later? I believe he was teed up. No, it was just a regular foul. But all those late-ass whistles, Mark Davis out there waiting for the ball not to go in. So he then calls a foul like five different times, disrupting play, disrupting possible uh, defensive rebounds and outlets. If it's a foul, it's a foul. You don't wait to see if the shot went in. So that drops him down to five in the official Mark Davis rankings. I thought that my television was on delay. I'm like, what's going on? Like, is the audio not syncing up with the video or something? I'm like, oh, no, they're just late calls that are happening. So late, right? There's a Mark Davis who played in the NBA. Why is current bad ref Mark Davis above? Because he needed to get that Mark Davis take on. Yeah. Oh, my, yeah, okay. Right. I, who's the Mark Davis who played in the NBA? I don't remember that guy. Remember I just Mark Googled Davis? Mark, I just Googled Mark Davis. <laughs> you did? Yeah. You sure he were... played or is it the ref you're talking about? No, with the C or the stats. K? He's got stats. Was he a, a pacer? He appears to have played for quite a few teams. The Timberwolves, Sixers, Heat, and Warriors. I was thinking the Davis brothers. A five-year career. For uh, for oh. this mark for this mark day. How about that? Johnny Davis is, was his son <laughs> who played for Wisconsin. Johnny and Jordan. Look at all these Davises. All right, well, you know, I'll put him five. That's fine. He can get in there, and the ref drops down to six. Yeah, get him out of here with those late. Get out of here. Yeah, That's right. Hmm. Tough times. Glad I got that in. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you got that in too. That good was way, good way to kick off the show, no <laughs> doubt. That, that was huge. Yeah, you're, you're uh, welcome. You're welcome. We begin with DePaul basketball, and we cap it with uh, with referees falling out of the top five. <laughs> so, what are you guys going to do on the show today? It's an excellent question, Lawrence. Davis. We're we're guestless today, but we are going to welcome Shane back. We are going to discuss DeMar DeRozan's MVP candidacy compared to the three other people that he is contending with. We will discuss what Ian Happ said on the radio station earlier today. The uh, Speaks is going to the Bulls game. The fact that there is no coach as a lead analyst or an analyst on any NFL broadcast team is something we talked about a little bit with Adam Amin yesterday. Sean Payton is apparently a front runner. Want to discuss whether or not he'd be good at the job. Matt Nagy has a new job. We got a lot to get into today, man. Did you guys check your text messages? I did. I did. That Mark Davis, the NBA ref, <laughs> apparently uh, a Chicago native <laughs> and a score listener. If you're out there, Mark, dial us up. Dial us up at 312 644 No. Oh, no. 
Oh, no. Hey, we don't speak nicely to refs here or umpires. I mean, Danny's, Danny's it, got it out for a softball umpire. What's his name? Mike. He blew, uh, he blew the call. Yeah, Mike. Uh, Mike. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember his Mike, name. Mike, <laughs> I love Mike. when I love when Tanny looks over to the empty space where Shane might be if he knew the answer. Speaks, it's one of my favorite speaks, things. Didn't you call the game? Yeah, I did. Was it Mike Davis? <laughs> Mike Davis? That is. <laughs> Mike. There's White? no way to know. <laughs> <laughs> I did call the game, Lars. It was a long time ago. I don't have my scorebook in front of me. Come on. We had him on our Super Bowl picks yeah, segment. Yeah, the the blind umpire yeah. uh, pick, picked uh, picked the Super Bowl yeah. for for us. Did he get so, it right or? That's a good question. Knows? I don't know. Probably I don't remember not. that either. Great. Probably not. Yeah. Shane? No follow up questions. Where's Lawrence. Shane? My, what's the umpire's name? It's Mike Lewis. Have some respect. Mike Lewis. I have respect. Why Danny's sucks? The, Danny's the one who doesn't have respect. <laughs> And still Mike Lewis called This us. is my favorite Danny bit, <laughs> leading into hating this guy. <laughs> Who I've never met. And He's I, like the nicest guy. The sweetest oh, yeah, he, guy. He seems unbelievably nice. Totally professional, excellent yeah. softball ref. Just, he, he, he can't Just even he hate on Just blew the biggest man. call in the biggest moment of the biggest game. I've never seen Danny be meaner to anyone than he <laughs> That's is why to it's softball funny. umpire Mike Lewis. Danny wasn't even at the game. No. No. The he angle in which I video, saw the though. play yes. was yeah. also like from a terrible angle. I have no idea if he got it right or wrong, but I believe he got it wrong. <laughs> Worst guy. He did Mike. get that call wrong. Though. I know. Yeah, he did. We, we won that game on a on a strikeout looking, for sure. Hmm. I agree. I agree. I don't remember. Get your head out of your ass, Lewis. <laughs> so that's what we're doing today, Lawrence. Have a good weekend. It's a lot of bashing of Mike Lewis. Have a great. Weekend. I don't know what's Davis. going on with any of it. Yeah, I agree, Blackjack. None of it. <laughs> oh, let's not go back into that. Jeez. All right, boys. Have yourselves a wonderful, wonderful show and weekend. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.